You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for the third time in this trading week, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth. Nick, let's go to the, the States before we get to the local market because Netflix came out after the bell last night on Wall Street and came out with results that weren't disappointing. You can never say they're disappointing, but they missed expectations, I understand. Yeah, morning. That's exactly right. So, you know, where these uh, you must understand the Wall Street game, and, and those who are listening is that you know it's not often the case that uh, you know they get it entirely right. But what happens is usually a, a few a week or month before the analysts come out with these companies, and they either ratchet their expectations up and their expectations down. Yes. So it's not so much as as, as what the numbers are; it's, it's whether or not they beat the expectations, you know, of, of the street, as they say. Um, and uh, by all intents and purposes, Netflix last night, the first of the fangs to report for this quarter. So it's quite a quite a one to, you know, it certainly is a market mover. Um, and they came out with numbers. That, I mean, I thought they were pretty decent. I mean, they, they, they added 2.2 million paid subscribers. That's up to the end of the quarter, 30th of September. Of course, they missed. Wall Street was looking for 3.4 million. Uh, the expert earnings per share, they were looking for one uh, $1.74. Uh, of course, the consensus forecast was 2.4. So against that, that backdrop, Netflix trading down about 67% pre-market. Of course, that can change before 3.30 uh, Joburg time. But in summary, uh, the first of the fangs coming a little bit light. I, I wonder aloud, Lindsay, if this doesn't maybe set the tone. Maybe expectations are a little bit high for, for that sort of space. Yeah. And looking at all those stocks, I know you're looking forward to Tesla. When is that? Is that today? That's, that'll be off the close tonight, correct? Yeah, that's yeah, just... big one. Not part of the fangs, but it's certainly a part of the Robin Hooders as, as the collective yeah. mounds these days. It's yeah. a punter's favourite. And I just see in the FT today, I haven't read the article, but I just see the headline. It says, Tesla's move mm. into mining aimed at energising battery supply chain. This man's mind is so fertile, for goodness sake. I mean, going into mining now. <laughs> I mean, he's going underground and he's going into space. God knows where he's going to go next. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. No, he's quite a fascinating individual when you follow him. I've got a, a, an older son who's fascinated by him. He reads all his books and all that. I mean, you can see why he appeals to the millennials and, and the like. But no, so so the, the history of that is is there's a real shortage of, of cobalt and lithium. Uh, well, let me correct me. Not actual shortage on the planet, but there's a shortage of how to get it from the mines to to these production lines uh, and to these factories, these, these, these gigafactories, as Tesla's factories are called. Uh, and a while ago, uh, it was quite a unique agreement that Tesla and Mr. Musk signed an agreement with, uh, with Glencore, which has the largest exposure to cobalt through their, their mines that they own in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo here in Africa. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a similar model. Lindsay and a couple of jewelers have done, I think, uh, Fabergé, uh, uh, Mr. What's his name? Sarkin Chappie ran BSU Billets and Gold. Uh, I can't remember his name. He had a similar model where the, the idea is, is, is to secure the supply literally from the minute that they're coming out of the ground all the way to the high street. And that's what Mr. Musk's looking at. You control that supply chain from start to finish as is a real rush for electric vehicles. So you the idea behind that it's actually quite compelling and very interesting, but whether or not it works in practice or not, who knows? But you know, Mr. Musk tends to <laughs> shoot first and ask questions later. So yeah, we'll know. Anyway, we'll know tonight off the close tonight. Yes, we will. And just before we leave the United States for America, I was just thinking about Netflix actually, because mm. I'm temporarily in London and I look at my television screen and I go to apps and I look at the apps and there are so many different platforms now. I mean, the, th- the three main ones as far well, mm. th- there's obviously Netflix, then you've got Amazon Prime, then you've got Apple TV and Disney as well. And there's a few other ones lurking around, which I've never heard of. Oh, Hulu and a couple of others as well. There's mm. so many of them, Nick. And 
I think that maybe the super surge days of subscribers for Netflix are probably over, unless I'm missing something. No, you're entirely right. And we were, we were chatting about it just just generally in the office this morning because we were speaking about the results. And uh, the, the sort of general comment was, first of all, that these guys need to to keep their I don't know, keep producing content like like anything. In this particular case, is more expensive. But any website, you know, you want people visiting, you have to you know, keep updating your content. I mean, Netflix uh, they came out last night saying they've got 150 productions Gosh. that they're looking to complete. It's in shooting for a, by year end. That is massively cash and uh, uh, burn business. Hmm. And that is also the concern that they need to keep adding new subscribers or raise their subscriber costs because uh, the amount of cash burn they're burning through is, is eye-watering. Uh, but you're right, it's a crowded space. And, and the comment we heard as well is, is these particular businesses rely on on uh, internet connectivity that is very reliable, uh, probably high speed and low cost. So for likes of some parts in Africa, for example, this is why you've seen them partner with the likes of uh, MultiChoice, that they to use their satellite dishes to get Netflix through their through their sort of uh, TV top boxes as opposed to fiber, because there just isn't the infrastructure mm. uh, in some parts of the world that you that you require this this broadband to stream the stuff. So there's a lot of complications, and yeah, you know, you've got to suspect maybe this, the numbers we saw last night, as you said, Lindsay, maybe we're getting here. Uh, I don't know what is it like maximum capacity for this this market. Yeah, indeed. Um, as an aside, Netflix gets uh, mentioned on the front page of Business Day today. It says SABC mm. wants help from multi-choice and Netflix to, to collect <laughs> license fees. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, okay, Long for Life. Yeah, they came yeah, up yeah, with their numbers. a general chuckle when we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's have a look at Long for Life, the latest from Brian Joffe. It's been around for a while now. The share price jumped on the opening in thin conditions, probably, I'm surmising. Uh, but what did the mm. results say? And is this still a viable business? It is still a viable business. Yeah, there's a bit of interest in it. When, I think some people saw that they were reporting this week. Oh, we had a bit of interest. Uh, phone was ringing a bit yesterday with people buying shares in it. Um, quite an interesting business. They've got uh, their, their portfolio of assets they hold. I mean, leisure, lifestyle, even so far as to beverages and sport, recreation, and so on. Uh, the, the more popular name that we know here in South Africa is Sorbet, which is sort of the, the grooming and uh, the beauty business. They've got 211 outlets. And, uh, of course, revenue falling 69%, obviously, with the lockdown. I don't think it's a bad business. I, I heard an excellent uh, interview about Mr. Mr. Joffe when he was speaking about the things from, like, like um, working out at home. So he's got a big sh- uh, stake in, in, in Sportsman's Warehouse, right. where he said, you know, the likes of people, less and less people are going to use gym memberships as, as people are more concerned with COVID and lockdown and more and more people be working out from home, which I think he's entirely right. So they've got an interesting... Interesting business. The, the 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 problem is, of course, it was I think it was too too expensive back where it was seven bucks or wherever it was at one stage in after listed. Um, you know, currently sitting. I mean, this year it started the year at four and twenty uh, four and ten. It's it's had a bit of a bounce. It's up ten uh, percent now. Uh, two a off a very low base. So it is off a low base. But on on initial impressions, I think a bit of a speculative stock, but uh, I think they're doing the right things and. For those that have a bit of appetite for risk or want a bit of a punt, I think it's worth a look. Okay, and of course, anything that Brian Joffe does usually has a, a better than even chance of doing well because of his track record. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got he's got the credibility on the street amongst our sort of a you know rock star CEOs that we have left on the JSC, and he's he's certainly got a good reputation. The problem is if you can you know if you still have the appetite at at his at his age after he's done so well with his earlier ventures. I mean, do you want to plow all that energy into something else now at this stage in your career? Uh, I mean, that's the question I've got. I mean, do you still do you still want to put and build a business at this stage? 
Yeah, I don't think he's the sort of person that wants to sit down. Actually, I know a few CEOs mm-hmm. like that. They just don't. They're just kicking their heels and they have to yeah, go and they do just something. Want to carry on? Yeah, and it's for them, it's a game. You know, they want to beat the market. They want to. They want to be the best. Exactly. Okay, the spot markets now. The dollar rand's doing very well indeed. Thank you very much. Sixteen thirty-nine. The British pound against the rand twenty-one thirty-five, and the euro rand is nineteen forty-four. With the euro dollar one eighteen fifty-five, which is again a weaker US dollar, which explains the rand strength. Yeah, um, I was going to. I was going to say that if I could. Say one thing about morning's trade is that weaker dollar coming fast and furious this morning. Yeah, it really is. It had a couple of weeks in the sun where it was uh, creeping up against mm. the euro, but now, yeah, right back there. I think it did touch 120 about a month ago, and it looks as though it's on the way there again, and that'll be the key Agreed. test. Okay, and on that note, the gold price has finally responded to the weaker dollar. It didn't uh, do so yesterday, but it's up $13 to nine, nine, 1919 dollars mm. an ounce. The platinum, yeah, platinum price up 12 to 882. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? Also the same, responding in kind up uh, is back above 2400 now, $2,410 per ounce. Crude rallied last night but has fallen back overnight. It's down a percent. West Texas 41.27, Brent crude 42.69, which is up 1.1%. And um, let's have a look at some of the other shares making news on the JSC. What have you got on the leader and laggard board you know, with your 17 screens there? <laughs> Uh, well, top is uh, Textainer, who those who well, those who care. Yeah. Obviously, long for life now, up ten percent. That's that's sort of the top of the sort of the the bigger sort of movers today. Um, what else we got on the top? Just give me a sec. I refresh my screen. While you're doing that, I've uh, I've got on my screen, which is fifteen minutes delayed. I've got four and three quarters percent up mm. for Distel, and we did say watch that one on the opening because of the positive <laughs> rhetoric that was coming out, and people have actually up seven percent now. Yeah, there you go. On the real time price, Bidcorp up three and two thirds percent. Pick and pay uh, another day in the sun for that one. Two and two yeah. thirds percent higher, and PSG Consult up two point four percent. You've refreshed your screen. What other leaders have you got? Yeah, so let me update that because obviously since your delay, people have liked the pick and pay story now up six and a quarter percent correct uh city lodge after yesterday's sort of sell-off uh, getting a little bit bounced back off a low base up 3.77 percent super group logistics guys up three and a quarter percent drd gold up three um so a little bit of sort of medium sort of industrial share buying today maybe that's that stronger rand that's getting a little bit impetus to go in that space or maybe it's a, a positive result along for life maybe people are looking at the other space um on the downside do you want to run through those of course i'll do mine and then you update me richmond mm. down 1.2 mm. process down just over a percent. Afrox, a 0.8% loser. We know the story there. British American Tobacco down 0.8 and clicks after yesterday's 7% plus surge down 0.8%. Mm. What have you got? Not, not doesn't differ too much. Um, I've got Grinrod uh, down slightly, 1.7%. Uh, Omnia after its recent bounce, it's really strong after recent earnings, only giving back a little bit now, 1.89%. But on, on a snapshot, the, the, the leaders anywhere between 3 and 10 up, uh, and on the downside, anywhere down between just three and one. So clearly a bit of a positive uh, a bias to, to the market if you drill down to the numbers. Nick, give us the indices after exactly 50 minutes of trading on the JSC. Okay, 50 minutes of trading. It's uh, flattish to slightly down overall, although, as we said, we went through these numbers. doesn't feel as bad as it is. Uh, just down a quarter percent. Uh, down 122 points on the all share, 55,147. Uh, the top 40 down 03 
50,690. A little bit of a mixed bag. Financials with that stronger end having another good day after yesterday. Financials 15 is up 0.4%. And the actual financial index is up 0.3%. Industrials uh, having a good day, as we said, up 1.06%. Real estate having a good day, up 0.58. On the downside, we have the technology shares down 0.4. Consumer on cyclicals down 0.76. Uh, and healthcare on the flat line, down just 0.1%. Nick Kunzer, thanks very much for your time this morning. Nick Kunzer is from Sunland Private Wealth. That was the opening. Nick will be back with me tomorrow morning for the opening. Tonight, I've got Skulk Low. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.